This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. TCK Potters, happy Friday. Sky and Daniel back with you, joined by our longtime brother Curly, dishing out the week 14 NFL picks and checking in with our fantasy teams. As always, make sure to email your fantasy questions to our email address, tckpot at gmail.com, and shoot us a DM on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids with the hashtag TCKPod. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Can you spell cat? Certainly. Spell it. Curly, Daniel, how we doing? Oh, doing really good. Uh, my, my body's not doing great. I, I uh, had a little bit of a soft tissue injury. Oh. I was I, I did the oil change and rotated my tires and I did my alignment. Uh, and some <laughs> somehow I pulled a, my hammy super badly. But uh, so Sunday, Monday and, and Tuesday, it was pretty sore. But today it's feeling much better. 
Uh, and I just got home a little bit ago from my last class of the semester, so I pretty much don't have to work for about five weeks. Got a boy. So I'm doing pretty good. Congrats, man. Daniel, how are you? Doing good, brother. Uh, uh, for all the listeners out there, Skyler is my house guest this week. He is literally in the next room right now. It's been a blast whoop, whoop. Uh, hanging out and drinking beer and, and watching dumbass TV shows uh, and, and watching just a lovely Mark Sanchez performance on, uh, on Monday night as well. You guys watch Mean Girls yet, or what? No, we're we're saving that for that's that's the that's the climax of the, the finale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, Mark Sanchez debut, the first play was awesome. Honestly, dude, that ninety yard handoff to Adrian Peterson was really yeah. good, actually. And Sanchez was integral to that too. Exactly. And, and how many and how many yards did Peterson have for the rest of the game? Eight. <laughs> no, I don't even think that much. Yep. He, yeah, he, he was, was he was he was eight for eight. Otherwise, huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty, uh, pretty terrible. But dude, my man still got some wheels. I was impressed. That was, uh, he mm-hmm. definitely outran the uh, defense there for the Eagles. Um, before we get going here, also one thing that Daniel and I have had the luxury of doing uh, is reminisce about the old times. Of course, the three of us grew up together here in the Bay Area. It's good to be home um, outside of the traffic, which I'll just save for another episode. Uh, but <clears throat> we've also been reminiscing on uh, our taste in 90s rap music in high school. And I had uh, three pop quizzes for you guys and the listeners before we got started today. Are you ready for some uh, Name That Artist 90s Hip Hop? Oh, I hope Andre Nicotina is one of them. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to name the real name of this artist, and you need to give me their stage name. (laughs) Here we go. First up. First up. Might be an easy one, depending on uh, how much you paid attention. Robert uh, Robert Matthew Van Winkle. Are you asking me or I'm asking both of, you, or? both of you? Oh, okay. Rob Van Winkle. Actually, wait. I know this shit. Hold on. I know this fucking shit. I've, Robert, I've, I've seen this. It's Vanilla Ice, isn't it? Vanilla Ice, Daniel. One I feel like I feel like I feel like I feel like I heard that. I remember. You know, I remember that from the VH1 behind the music on Vanilla Ice, which sadly. Out of boy. All right. Next up. Next up. This one's pretty easy, but I, I got to throw it out there. Mason Darrell Betha. How are oh, these easy? I'll, 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 I'll pop the. I'll, I'll def- deflect this one to Curly. Oh man, I, I, Mason, I feel like this is. I know. I know. I know this one. Mason Betha is that Mace? It is Mace. Curly, one point. Wow. We're tied up in the final round here. <laughs> Listeners, feel free to chime in on the Instagram. Third. <laughs> Third and for the championship here. This one's tough. I did not know this going into it. Cornell, Irol, Hayes Jr. Cornell, Irol, Hayes Jr. No, Andre Nicotina? <laughs> Oof, not quite. I, I, if I'm honest, I have no idea. I'm gonna, I have no I'm idea. Gonna, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Uh, I'm going to guess uh, uh, Big Boy from Outcast. Nope. Curly, one more guess and we'll move on. Um, with the who the who's the heck was that guy that did the thong song? Was that Saquon? Saquon, Saquon, Saquon Barkley put out the thong song. Saquon Barkley with his thong song. That was that was that was uh, Cisco. Oh Come on now, Cisco. On now. Wow, I'm gonna go with Cisco. Nope, not Cisco. Unfortunately, <laughs> Cornell, Irol, Hayes Jr., Nelly. That's right, folks. Mm. Nelly. Born in Austin, Texas, the pride of St. Louis, Missouri. Of course, you can find him in St. Louis. 
Okay, folks. Actually, uh, pretty pretty soon, pretty soon, you can find him in prison because I believe he just got popped with some sort of very horrible. Uh, I don't know if it was domestic violence oh, or or. I don't think you're going to see him too much more any, uh, anytime soon. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. I didn't do my research on that. I apologize for, for that <laughs> one. But if you tuned into a fantasy football podcast, folks, lucky for you, we will start the fantasy podcast now. Gentlemen, we're on week 14. The fantasy playoffs are officially underway, and we will get to our fantasy teams here in a little bit and let the listeners know uh, who made it, what position we are, what we're doing, these kind of things. But before we do that, as always, we're going to get to our week 14 NFL picks. Let's run down the list here. Uh, we have a lot of uh, disagreement this week, which is nice. A lot of these weeks we've been pretty close to each other. But before we get into it, I'll recap last week. Last week was horrendous for me. I went uh, a cool seven and nine on the week, unfortunately. Two games under 500. Uh, and, um, seven and nine of both of you went 10, 10 and six. So, uh, the standings were shaken up a little bit. Curly remains on top one twenty two sixty nine and two Daniel pulls up the second spot one eighteen seventy three and two. And I am one game behind one seventeen seventy four and two. Let's get into this first game. Uh, we have the giants and the Redskins giants, four and eight Redskins, Six and four, I would argue the Giants are a much better football team as of right now. We are all going with the Giants. Curly, we'll start with you. Yeah, we probably don't need to talk about this one too much just because, you know, the Redskins are the most injured team in the past hundred years. This is getting pretty bad for them. Um, Yeah, and the Giants are looking pretty good. Uh, (laughs) And the Redskins have Mark Sanchez now. So, (laughs) so yeah, I mean (laughs) – that's about all I have to say on this one. Giants for me. Yeah, this is one of those where, where the numbers on this feel very different than, than uh, kind of the, the reality that you get from the situation. Technically speaking, the Redskins still have a 25.6% chance of making the playoffs, but that in reality feels closer to 0.6% uh, with, with Mark Sanchez at the helm. Uh, and the Giants are, are red hot. Uh, as as red hot goes by by 2018 standards um so i'm gonna go ahead and take the giants easy i think they're gonna win big actually same way same way i think i i I thought the giants were gonna win this game uh, with the redskins having colt mccoy anyway um but they just have no weapons through the air uh i think they're gonna be able to bottle up adrian peterson um and again outside of that one run uh on monday night he had eight yards. Otherwise, I think the Giants will be able to shut him down. And uh, I do not expect March Sanchez to outduel uh, Eli Manning. But but how about that for a quarterback showdown, huh? Um, partying, I, partying, like, partying like it's 2005. There we go. I love it. Uh, I am excited to see Josh Norman and Odell Beckham, though. That's always uh, entertaining there. Uh, let's move on to a more competitive matchup. We have the Saints. Uh, running the NFC right behind the Rams at 10 and two. Of course, uh, they lost to the Cowboys last Thursday night. They're looking to bounce back, of course, reclaim the uh, top seed, potentially stay in the two seed in the NFC. Facing the Bucks, who have been playing better as of late. Jameis has been playing pretty clean football, actually, as of late. Uh, the Bucks at five and seven, Saints at 10 and two. We're all going with the Saints. I don't think that's a, a surprise. My only question is, do you guys think there's any chance – that the Saints pull another oopsies on the road down in Florida? Uh, the only chance I see is Michael Thomas not playing because of this little ankle injury that popped up. Uh, it doesn't sound serious. So I'm assuming Thomas is going to play. So, so no, I, I think the Saints 
I think, you know, Drew Brees is one of the most competitive dudes I've ever met. Well, I've ever seen. I've never really met him, obviously, but um, he's super competitive. So I think he's going to want to put up like 200 points and he's just not going to stop. So I, I see the Saints going full force here. Yeah, I don't I don't see uh, the 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 Bucks being able to put the same type of defensive beat down on the Saints that the Cowboys just did. Uh, with the Bucks defense being atrocious and all, so no, I think I think uh, you know this could be a shootout game. I don't, and I'm not necessarily convinced it's going to be a devastating blowout, but uh, but I do think New Orleans should should come on top here. I agree. I think this is going to be a shootout as well. I think the Bucks might actually be able to keep this one close, but basically the Saints have a better defense at this point, and uh, I agree with Curly. I think I think Breeze and and Peyton and the rest of the Saints are going to you know sober up this week here and and uh, potentially put a hurting on the Bucks. I think. The only thing that slows the Saints down this week is um, being outdoors on the road, which uh, Drew Brees in his career has not been as good, obviously, in the Dome in New Orleans, but um, noticeably not as good. So that could slow him down a little bit, but I definitely think the uh, Saints come on t- uh, come away with the win here and uh, pull out on top here. So let's go to the uh, Patriots and the Dolphins, the uh, divisional game. Uh, Patriots 9-3, and three, and the Dolphins – Six and six. We're all going with the page. Uh, the yep, all going with the Patriots here in this one as well. Uh, any chance the Dolphins have an upset? I will just make a quick note that for the Patriots just running the show in the AFC East for a decade plus, the Dolphins, outside of a couple years with the Jets uh, winning the a- AFC East, actually, you know who their quarterback was during those years? Oh. Mark nope. Sanchez. That's right. Folks. Hey, that's right. That's uh, awesome. Other than the J- Senor Sanchez. Other, other than the Mark Sanchez led Colt uh, uh, Jets pulling in the upset for the Patriots a few years ago, the Dolphins have got a couple random wins over the Patriots, usually at home. Um, none of us think it's going to happen. We've all picked the Patriots, but is there any no. chance they, 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 you know, again, kind of underestimate potentially uh, the Patriots side and, and, um, They've got all their weapons back, but nobody knows what the hell's going on in the backfield. Gronk is hit or miss. You know, Brady has certainly slowed down. I think there's any chance that the uh, Dolphins Dolphins nah, get an upset here. I, so full disclosure here, I actually put – I initially had the Dolphins here. Oh, this wow. was going to be my sort of upset of the week, and then I kind of – I was just like, you know what? Pat's got too much to play for right now. They're at full strength. But there's some interesting stats on this. The, the, the Pats are just 8-8 eight and eight in Miami since 2002, and they're 1-4 in, in their last five trips to Miami. For whatever reason, they struggle there, um, and, uh, and they struggled there earlier this year. Now, granted, uh, Patriots weren't 100% there. Julian Edelman was suspended. Uh, um, uh, they hadn't uh, signed Josh Gordon yet. They didn't have quite the same number of weapons. So I still ultimately expect uh, the Patriots, since they have a realistic chance to – to earn the number one seed in the AFC by winning out. I think they're going to be going full steam ahead. And I think they, uh, they're just ultimately, of course, a much better team than the dolphins. But, uh, but I don't, I don't think this is the blowout that it looks on paper. I think honestly, this could be for some reason, these two teams, when they play on Miami, it becomes a little more even than you would think. So uh, I'll pick new England, but I wouldn't be overly shocked if this was an interesting game. To add on to that, Daniel, Tom Brady is seven and nine in his career versus the Dolphins on the road. Yeah. Right. So he's I mean, the Dolphins almost have Tom Brady at five hundred. Right. That's right. that's and obviously, you know, they they play once a year in Miami. So that's 
Very impressive. So I agree with you. I think the Patriots get the win here because of what's on the line, but I also would not be surprised. Although, you know, I think uh, Kenyon Drake will play, but if he for some reason doesn't, uh, this one won't even be close, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, moving on, uh, talking of you know, having things on the line here, this is a huge game for both the 7-5 Ravens uh, on the outside looking into the playoffs, but they're certainly in the hunt for the wild card for sure. And the Chefs hosting the Ravens at 10-2, and two, looking for that top spot in the AFC. Uh, we've all got the Chiefs in this one as well. Um, this is our last uh, trifecta um, in a row here, but uh, I almost picked the Ravens, uh, Daniel. Actually, this was I was thinking about almost going an upset here. I, I changed it back, though, because I just don't think the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, although I love him, he's fun for fantasy, but in NFL, he doesn't have that throwing capability. I just am not sure they're going to be able to put enough offense up. But I am expecting them to slow down the Mahomes train uh, at least a little bit. So maybe just 300 yards and three touchdowns this week for Mahomes. Um, but uh, with- <laughs> well, we'll see if Sammy Watkins is if Sammy Watkins is back. Yeah, I think Mahomes will have a pretty good game. But if he's not out there, he might it might be a little tough. Yep, I agree. And 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 the Chiefs are the number one scoring offense in the league. The Ravens are the number one scoring defense in the league. Mm. So uh, I if the if the Chiefs somehow win this game by like three touchdowns or something that would blow me away um i just don't think they're gonna smash up on the ravens but we'll see what the offense can be for the ravens Do you guys have any case for the ravens at all we've all picked the chiefs here but anything to say about the ravens it looks like lamar jackson will get the start by the way gus edwards should be healthy enough to go uh once again yeah the Ra- i mean the raiders <laughs> Ravens they made it a close... oh Raiders Raiders you're right Sorry. the the Raiders yeah. made it a close game against the Chiefs last week. Are you surprised um, there? I mean, black hole. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was pretty surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I know the Chiefs' defense is pretty bad, but I didn't think it was that bad. So I don't. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe Gruden is just a really good, really coach. good coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I... <laughs> And the rate, but I don't know. The Ravens' offense had a really tough time putting up points against the Falcons, against a bad, uh, injured Falcons defense last week. So I just don't see them making this one that close. I see the Ravens' defense keeping it close, but I just don't see the Ravens' offense keeping up and keeping it very close. But I don't know. The one thing I will be looking at in this game is Lamar Jackson against, um, you know, just just comparing the two skill sets of Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson because they're two. Two both really young quarterbacks, and you know, I just I just like watching and and, and seeing uh, the skill set of Lamar Jackson for later on down the road. Um, and yeah, I don't know Lamar. He he his his progression. He did a little better with his progressions and and reading through his reads. But man, his accuracy did not look great last week. He <laughs> he had a couple wide open dudes that were like ten yards down the down the field and he could barely get it near them. So this will be something really good to pay attention to his accuracy and, you know, going through his progressions and so on. And like I said, when he, when compared to Patrick Mahomes, this will be a really good opportunity for us to, to get a look at Lamar's skills, but anywho, I'm going to go with the chiefs here for sure. Yeah. Um, I think, I think uh, ultimately it just comes down to, I think that the Kansas city offense is, is really a sight to behold. I mean, there's just too many web. I, I know, you know, 
a lot has been talked about Baltimore's defense, and for good reason. They're they're extremely formidable. Um, but but Pat Mahomes and, and the the Kansas City offense is is pretty unbelievably dominant, and I just think they'll be able to put up more points. The key, really, I think, if the Ravens have a chance here, which I do think they do, actually, I think the really the key for them isn't necessarily going to be Jackson as a passer because it's clear already that he has a lot of work to do as a passer. But um, I think it's going to be the run. I mean, they they've had one of the best running games in the past uh, few games between Jackson himself uh, and, and Gus bus and, and whatever else it is they got going on over there. Um, so I, and, and, and the, the chiefs have an atrocious run defense. So I think they'll, they'll run all over Kansas city and they're going to have to do that a lot. I think um, to really, to really kind of make it happen. Cause I don't, if it gets into a shootout, I just don't have faith in Lamar Jackson being able to, to really lead the charge in that way. So, but if they can get up early with the run and, and play good defense, I do think they have a chance. If this game was in Baltimore, I would probably pick the Ravens straight up. That's where I'm at with this. But it being in, in Arrowhead, which is already one of the tougher places to play in the league, with the Chiefs playing just unbelievable football right now, um, it's you know probably, uh, probably not looking good here for the Ravens. Um, quick question here before we move on. Say the Ravens lose this game. Do you guys think Uncle Flacco would come back? Uh, probably not. I, I think I think probably not. Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. But yeah, I have to imagine. I mean, I guess it depends on how they win it. If they win it because Lamar Jackson is is savage and runs all over them and looks better as a passer, then then yeah, I don't think Clacko comes back. If they win it because they somehow manage to contain the Saints to ten points, uh, and, and Jackson, I'm sorry, the Chiefs to ten points, and the ja- and uh, Jackson does just enough, then then maybe we see a change. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how that how it goes. Okay, fair enough. Next up, we have the Houston Texans, 9-3, and three, leading the AFC South, hosting divisional rivals, Indianapolis Colts at 6-6. Six and six. Uh, Daniel, you're the odd man out here. Give us a case for the Colts. Yeah, this was kind of – originally the Dolphins over the Patriots was going to be my sort of wildness pick to, this week, but I decided to go with this one instead. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. I think, I think ultimately I think Houston's been overachieving. I think they've been beating up on some – for the most part, subpar teams. Um, I think Indianapolis's offense sputtered last week a bit, but uh, but I, I expect them to come back full steam this week. Um, assuming everybody's healthy, I know there's some sort of minor injury things, I guess, with T.Y. Hilton and Eric Ebron. If those guys are both out, especially, I, I'll have to rethink this. But um, but assuming everybody plays, I think I think Indianapolis comes back guns a blazing with uh with that offense i think andrew luck has a big game um and i think ultimately i think houston's offense is a little overrated to be honest i think that um deshaun watson is is been very up or down um you know i i he's not somebody that that i'm overly you know enamored with right now at this point um and uh, and we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I also am not buying that Lamar Miller is going to keep posting, you know, freaking hundred whatever yard games <laughs> and ninety something yard touchdown runs. So uh, so I think that uh, Houston's a tick overrated, and I think that Indianapolis is has a lot to play for. Um, it's probably unlikely that they sneak into the postseason, but I think they're gonna they're gonna really give it their best. So I'm gonna go ahead on a kind of go out on a limb and pick uh, pick Indianapolis. What do you say about yeah, the Texans? I, I, yeah, I'm picking the Texans, but I don't disagree with too much of that, what Daniel just said. Um, and especially, with, I think it was a bit of an off game. You know, it happens. They were cruising, and it just, I don't know, they just they were just off. Um, but it also sounded like what their center yeah. got injured. They had, their center got injured, and then their backup center got injured as well, 
so I don't know. So um, anywho, if, I mean, this is in Houston. Um, so I, I just think the Texans are just really solid offense and a really solid defense. Uh, Deshaun Watson is playing much cleaner too. Uh, he made really good decisions this past week, which I like to see uh, much, much better, uh, especially for um, uh, chances going to the playoffs for sure. So, yeah, I mean, just with the, with the game in Houston and, and this Texans team, really solid all around. I think it's going to be a really hard game for the Colts, um, especially if they don't have those injured offensive linemen back. Um, I, I, it, it might be a similar outcome to last week. Uh, but, yeah, going, going with the Texans here on this one. Texans have won nine straight games, and they've also held their opponents under 25 points in eight straight games. If Andrew Luck can't get up to 30 points and the Texans, you know, win by that metric and the Texans have been playing extremely good defense, they're at home. Andrew Luck has been absolutely incredible in Indianapolis, not so much uh, on the road. I agree with Curly. I think that the center position, I actually played center, believe it or not. Uh, I know listeners don't know me, but I'm 5'6 and a stout 168, maybe 170. And, uh, I'm not a big dude, but playing a center position is extremely important. And without the center, the rest of the line kind of gets thrown off because the center is the guy that makes the calls. The center is the one that calls blitzes. Um, So it's not a fantasy remark, I guess. But what I'm saying is there's also the exchange between the center and the quarterback, both in shotgun and under center. And those things do matter. Um, We don't talk about them, obviously, in fantasy and and really in football ever. But just I happen to know the position a little bit – uh, more than other ones, and that is definitely a significant loss at the center position. So yeah. if they can't get that remedied, I think Andrew Luck could have some difficulties, and we say it every single week, as long as Jadavion Clowney and J.J. Water healthy together, Whitney Merciless up the middle, the Texans are nasty. Um, they're playing very well right now at home. I, I, can't, I can't go with the Colts this week, so I'm going to go Texans as well. Let's move on to Green Bay uh, without Mike McCarthy. <laughs> Um, the Green Bay Packers fresh off of a Mike McCarthy firing and losing to the Cardinals in Lambeau. The Cardinals win their first game in franchise history in Lambeau Field somehow. The Packers <laughs> are four, seven, and one, and the Falcons are four and eight. Let's go yeah. really quick before we get into this. The Packers are four, seven, and one, and the Falcons are four and eight. Both of these teams were mm-hmm. predicted to potentially win their division this year. What the hell is going on here? We've all gone with the Packers somehow, but how do you not go with the Falcons? Daniel, what's what's going on here? Yeah, I think, you know, if we had looked at the week 14 schedule at the beginning of the year, I think most of us would have said that this was going to be the game of the week. Um, and it is not. These are two teams that look real sad right about now. Um, I think I think the Packers are the, are the, the, the favorite here. I think um, – uh, for all the narratives about about Rodgers having a big game after the Mike McCarthy firing, I don't know how true that is. But nevertheless, I just think it's a great matchup for him. He's run into a couple of quite difficult pass defenses the last couple of weeks. Arizona, for as bad as they are, they actually do have a pretty difficult pass defense. Um, and Minnesota, um, the last match, like good matchup he had is Seattle. Seattle does not have a very good pass defense, and he absolutely torched them. Um, and Atlanta is atrocious defensively. They've allowed all kinds of quarterbacks to, to go nuts on them. Um, and, and just in general, Atlanta looks really sad. I mean, they're coming off of, uh, they've been, I would say, average to terrible for most of the season. They're coming off a pretty dreadful uh, home performance 
against uh, against the Ravens. Uh, I just don't think Atlanta has anything left in the tank right now. I think Green Bay comes back uh, strong this week after having a little bit of a rough go, and I think they, they take Atlanta down. That's my take. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use the Falcons one. Obviously, <laughs> Packers just lost to the Cardinals, so no, nothing's going to surprise us with the Packers this year, but – yeah, I don't have too much to talk about, like, stats-wise and matchup-wise. It's just I'm, I'm going with the Packers. They're playing at home. And, and I'm thinking maybe this Aaron Rodgers in their offense, maybe they finally get a little boost or something with finally, you know, getting rid of McCarthy. But I don't know. Interesting, though. We finally see if it was McCarthy or maybe if there is something going on with Rodgers because Rodgers, he hasn't been throwing the ball very well. Um, he hasn't been playing great this year. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's time to see what the real issue is. And, you know, I think maybe it's a combination of Rodgers just being sick of McCarthy and his play calling. And I think, you know, a lot of the, run, a lot of the young rookies, especially the wide receivers and so on, they probably feed off of that weird energy going on between Rodgers and McCarthy's play calling. So, um, I don't know. It's time to see what's going on here uh, for reals with Rodgers. Uh, so this one will be an interesting one to watch, uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, fair enough. And I'm going to give my analysis here one second. Uh, Curly, just a heads up uh, while I'm giving this before the next game, um, maybe resituate yourself. You're cutting out just a little bit. I wonder if there's a, a connection issue on your side. Um, just a heads up there. Uh, this okay. is uh, the main stat, really, that, that I, I wanted to go Falcons because I just think they're a better team right now um, overall. But this is in Lambeau. Rodgers is pissed. Um, they just lost to the Cardinals somehow and basically for sure eliminated themselves in the playoffs. Uh, McCarthy gets fired, yada, yada. There's a lot of drama going on in Green Bay right now. This stat really stuck out to me, though, doing the research. The Falcons have the biggest home road disparity in red zone production. So when they're in the red zone, home and away, listen to these different touchdown percentages. Their home red zone touchdown percentage is 83 uh, 83%. And on the road, it's 47% for a difference of uh, 36%, yeah, which is the highest in the NFL by far. So when they're at home and they're able to get in the red zone, they score 83% of the time. When they're on the road and they get in the end zone, they don't even score half of the time. And that counts field goals. So there's turnovers, there's, uh, you know, uh, uh, punts, missed field goals, uh, whatever. So Ugly, much like Drew Brees, unfortunately, Matt Ryan also does not play very well on the road period, but also outdoors. He definitely has a negative track record there. I think uh, when it comes down to it, if they can contain Julio Jones at all, um, which we saw the Ravens do very well last week, um, then you know I think the Packers get this W here and get a little pride back. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But it's notable that uh, defensive back Kevin King – who is easily the best defensive back for the Packers, is placed on IR, unfortunately. So he'll be out for this game. So Julio could go nuts. But I think overall the Packers will have enough to get the win here in Lambeau and hopefully uh, get back on track a little bit to end the season on a high note. And if we have any updates on legitimate coaching options for next season and stuff, of course we'll be covering that throughout the remainder of the season. Uh, this next game here, Panthers 6-6 six and six, head to Cleveland and face the 4-7-1 and one Browns. I'm going to go first on this one. Uh, this is actually my upset of the week here uh, for the Browns. And it really just comes down to maybe kind of a silly pick, I guess, if you just think uh, Panthers versus Browns, you know, five weeks ago, there's not even a conversation. But now the Panthers have been playing 
horrible football, to be honest. Uh, Cam Newton had four turnovers last week versus Tampa Bay of all teams. Um, they've been playing extra bad on the road. Christian McCaffrey has been playing absolutely out of his mind, but the rest of the team has been uh, on, on thin ice. The defense has been uh, a sieve, uh, frankly. And Baker came back down to earth last week, but just two weeks ago he had four touchdowns. He's much, much better at home. I think um, uh, Nick Chubb gets back on track at home as well. I, I just – I think the Browns are just going to be fired up, man. And the Panthers are reeling right now. Uh, Carolina's lost four straight games for the second longest active streak in the NFL. And uh, I just think the Browns are going to have it, man. I'm going to take this as my upset of the week, and I'm going to go with the Browns at home. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't see it. The the Browns' defense is ranked 30th overall all of a sudden. Um, And, uh, you know, the the, the Panthers have a a middle-of-the-pack offense all of a sudden. They have the the second overall-ranked rushing game Christian McCaffrey is freaking awesome all of a sudden which really sucks for me because I have to play against him this week in playoffs but um yeah I don't know so I'm picking the Panthers here because this Browns defense doesn't look too great all of a sudden and Baker like you said Baker Mayfield he was he was pretty sloppy last week and so I, I see him getting a little bit getting in just a little bit of a slump and uh, I, I just don't see him coming back and, and throwing three or four touchdowns in this one. Um, I think he's going to be in a little bit of a slump for a few weeks, uh, you know, especially being a really young quarterback. Um, yeah. That's, that's all. That's about all I have on this one. I'm going to go with the Panthers here. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, I don't actually think this is, this is that crazy of a call for you, Sky. I think, I think that Carolina isn't a tailspin. Um and uh, they're coming off of just a flat-out embarrassing loss to the Bucks. But ultimately, yeah, I do agree with everything Curly said about, about Cleveland's defense. They concern me a lot. And in general, their offense is, 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 is bipolar as hell. I mean, I don't know what to make of – obviously, Baker Mayfield is going through the ups and downs that rookie quarterbacks go through that aren't Pat Mahomes. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I think, I think that their offense – this is a hard game to predict because we don't know which Browns offense we're going to get. Ultimately, I'm banking on the Panthers kind of getting the groove back a little bit. Um, I certainly think that they'll have a good offensive game against against Cleveland's poor D. Uh, the big question is 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 that Carolina's what Carolina's defense is going to do against the Browns' offense. Uh, the Carolina's defense has been uh, struggling big time, yeah. and uh, and you know you could see potentially a situation in which Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb go wild and, uh, and ultimately Carolina just can't keep up. But, uh, but I still think Carolina is a much better team. Um, I think, I think that they've been underperforming, but I think that they, they have a good chance of getting their group back this week. So I'm going to go ahead and pick the Panthers. Okay. Fair enough. Let's move on to the jets three and nine and the bills four and eight. This is going to be a nice, it's going to be a nice it? AFC East. <laughs> battle in the trenches it's going to be a cold one up in buffalo uh we've this... all gone we're all going to go with the bills here which is ladies uh, and gentlemen a trifecta for the bills that's incredible josh allen baby oh <laughs> i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna save my josh allen hype for the end just in case you guys don't cover it so curly why don't you kick you us off train? here make a make a case for the uh the surging bills the surging Bills. Yeah, I guess we have to pick a team here, but I'm going to go with the Bills just because jo- Josh Allen, baby. Um, yeah, he looked pretty good last week. He, he's got a cannon for an arm. Um, he, he had pretty good – he had okay accuracy. Not great. Uh, he definitely needs to work on his accuracy, um, which is definitely one of the most important things for being a professional quarterback. But, 
It, then he throws this really weird wobbly pass once in a while. It kind of looks like a butterfly going through the air. Uh, on the very last play of the game on the Hail Mary, uh, if you want to look back and check it out, he threw like a 40, 50-yard wobbly pass that that was almost caught by Charles Clay to win yep. the game. Holy cow. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I, I just see Josh Allen being a, a factor here, especially with his wheels. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Josh Allen for the W over the Jets. Yeah, I, I'll go ahead and take that. And just in general, I think this is less about the Bills. I'll just go, go at this analysis from the other side and just say, I think the Jets look like a team that just flat out <laughs> cannot wait for 2018 to be over. Um, I, I think they just they're, – they're, they look like legitimately probably the worst team in football right now, except for, save for maybe – I actually even think the Raiders look a little more with it right now. Um, and, and I just think, you know, I don't – People are all talking about, like, well, if Sam Darnold – it doesn't matter. They could have, in his prime, Peyton Manning at quarterback. And I don't think it would make a difference given how poor they're the, – the, 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 he has – whoever is a quarterback has absolutely no weapons to speak of. Um, their defense looks terrible. Um, they just gave away the game to the Titans last week. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I, I'm, I agree with you guys about Josh Allen. His legs are incredible. Um, you know, and, and obviously their defense, particularly their, uh, passing defense is pretty extraordinary, but, um, but, uh, yeah, the jets are just terrible. I think, I think I would pick almost pretty much any team in the NFL over the jets right now. Maybe when uh Le'Veon Bell goes to New York next year, they will be more competitive, but I agree with you. Uh, they're not getting it done this year. I'm going to go with the bills as well. Check this out, man. I'm just going to go hard on, on Josh Allen really quick. Since 1970, <laughs> RG3 is the only rookie quarterback to average more rush yards, 54.3, than Josh Allen, 48.6. Also, a fun fact about Josh Allen, he's had more rush yards in the last two weeks, more rush yards combined in the last two weeks than Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott, and Todd Gurley. Josh Allen's killing it, and really quick in this game, the Jets and the Bills are two of four teams in the NFL without a player with 500-plus receiving yards for the team. The other two are the Cowboys and the Dolphins. Amari Cooper will get to that eventually, I'm sure. But so far, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Cowboys, and the Bills do not have a receiver with 500 total receiving <laughs> yards on the year. Yeah. That being, Jets have been pretty injured, but yeah. <laughs> that being said, I'm going to take the Bills. Their defense at home, let's not forget a couple of weeks ago, the Jets were the number one streaming defense versus the Bills. Everyone picked them up, including me. And uh, the Jets put up – Daniel, can you remind us how many the Jets put up that week? I can't remember. Wait, sorry, how many what? How many points the Jets defense put up in fantasy uh, last time they played oh, the Bills? Like, oh, yeah. I'll be happy to remind you about that. They put up negative seven, in fact. They put up negative seven points. Jesus Christ. Uh, Broncos and Niners, really quick, I almost changed my pick. I'm kind of still feeling like I might. Really, though? Really? Oh, God. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right. The Bills getting it done versus the Jets. We got a trifecta for the Bills. Congratulations, Buffalo. Probably never going to happen again, at least this season. But shout out to the Bills and Josh Allen. I think we have a, a new – I don't want to say a new favorite over Josh Reynolds because, of course, he's uh, our number one number one. Um, player here on the podcast however josh josh is for sure exactly but josh allen though yo i mean let's let's get a, a shout out for the Josh's. big up moving on we have the broncos six and six versus the niners mm. battling at two and ten 
showing some heart, throwing 400 yards and losing. You like to see that out of your uh, rookie quarterback there and my man Mullins. Unfortunately, not getting it done in the win column, which is probably best for us anyway to get a high draft pick. But we'll save that for the end of the year. News in Denver, although uh, unfortunately some some disappointing news for fantasy and for the team in general. A good dude in the league, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, goes down. Um, Curly, I believe uh, you reported this earlier on. Can you give us the uh, the full report from what happened early? Uh, it just looked like he um, he 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 tore his Achilles in practice. Uh, it's a really it's a really painful injury too, and it's it's a really hard injury to come back as a, a you know as a full football player too as an athlete your skills are so different when you come back from an Achilles so um I hope he comes back but it sounds like this might be a career ender for him. wow yeah wow it's really sad and unfortunately last year we'll remember that uh Deshaun Watson uh on Curly's team last year um was it uh tore his ACL ACL yeah with him but uh, yeah. Achilles for Sanders oh yeah it's real bad Achilles is really hard to come back from and Sanders is 32. I mean, yeah, I, I don't see it with his Man. age. I just don't see it, unfortunately. Well, bummer there. Uh, fire up Cortland Sutton. Holy smokes. Um, we'll see. Okay, we've got a trifecta on on our on our sheet that we share here. I I want to go with the Niners, but I'm not going to because Philip Lindsay Philip Lindsay is too dope, and I think he beats the Niners by himself. So I'm going to go with the Broncos on the road in a Santa Clara slash SF. Yeah, I don't see it being close. I, I, I don't see how you're almost going with the Niners. Um, yeah, I don't think Jeff Jeff Wilson's going to put up a few hundred yards on the ground or something. Yeah, dude, I do. I think he's awesome, and that, that offense is great. Uh, with Shanahan, at least Colin plays, and they can try to move the ball. Chris Harris Jr. is out for the year, which is a huge deal. Um, yeah. Dante Pettis is Looks finally great. the number one receiver. He's awesome. Marquise, Marquise Goodwin is back this week, exactly. too, possibly. But, I dude, mean, now you're talking me into it. Now you're talking me into it. All right, well, Sky's going to go with the Niners, and Daniel and I are picking the Broncos because we're uh, smart. Yeah, I mean, uh, this, this you know, sheds some light on, I don't know, maybe why you're in last place. I don't know, just a thought. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 can't, I can't pick the Niners, man. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't think I'm as big of a Nick Mullen fan as you are. And don't look now, I, you, know, you know, obviously Emmanuel Sanders hurts. There's no doubt about that that's a big blow to Denver. But don't look now, but the Broncos have been playing quite well. Uh, and they've rattled off three straight wins, including wins over the Chargers and the Steelers. They've been playing five. They've overall this year they've played 500 football while facing one of the league's most difficult schedules. Now they got games against San Francisco, Cleveland, and Oakland in a row. They might just be able to. I mean, a lot. Of course, a lot has to go right, but they might just be able to sneak their way into the playoffs. And I think, in general, uh, Keenum's looking better. Um, mm-hmm. he, again, obviously, he has now one fewer weapon to throw to. But uh, you know, I think their defense looks solid. I don't agree with you about. Jeff Wilson, I think that the Broncos' defense is going to stick it to pretty much everybody over there this week. Um, uh, well, and I mean, I mean, don't forget too, Emmanuel Sanders. He's been he's been really hot and cold, like especially the past yeah. month, month and a half. So it's, it's a huge loss, but it's not huge, huge. It's, yeah, if, especially with Philip Lindsay. God, run, and I, run, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, just a lot. You're 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 banking on a lot of players that have been extremely. At best, erratic on the Niners. I mean, we're talking Dante Pettis, Marquise Goodwin, Nick Mullins, 
an unknown running back that we really, you know, we can't really, we, it's hard to have really much of any, any uh, prediction about against a really difficult defense. So I, I just can't see, uh, I mean, I suppose I could see the Niners winning crazy things happen all the time, but I can't see actually picking them to win. Uh, but but I you know I like the I like the enthusiasm and I like the, the, the <laughs> I like the, uh, the the commitment to the fan base guys so go with it. All right, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. I'll, I'll, hey, I'll, I'm it's, gonna... it's a it's a it's a win win for you because if you lose, we'll just be like, well, yeah, of course. And if you win, you get to come on next week and gloat. So I suppose it's a it's a it's a reasonable thing for you to do. Can we work something out where it's a double? Like if they win, I get two points. If they lose, I'll lose two points. No, no. Oh man, you guys aren't <laughs> no fun. Okay, well, uh, uh, for for uh, Pahilip Lindsay, check this out. He has averaged six point oh eight yards per carry this season. He averages Christ. six yards per carry. Yeah. That's the third most in a single season since nineteen seventy. If you remember, if you've been playing fantasy football as long as we have. You'll remember Jamal Charles, who's pretty much the all. I mean, him and Ladanian Tomlinson are probably like the all-time greats, at least until Gurley and Zeke and Saquon and those guys are behind us officially. But probably the best running backs in fantasy football history so far to uh, yeah. to be retired. But Jamal Charles has always kind of set the bar. What was he like? I mean, we're not going to count his bullshit the last two years where he's been trying to like hang on for a couple drives. But um, before that, what he retired with what five point seven or something like far and away the best average ever in uh, football. Um, but Philip Lindsay is three yards ahead of that. And uh, Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb have 22.5 sacks on the season, which is the most by any sack duo. And this is a kind of a fun fact. This is the first time that Kyle Shanahan coach of the 49ers, of course, has faced the Denver Broncos as an opposing head coach. Kyle Shanahan's father, Mike Shanahan, who of mm-hmm. course coached the Broncos for many years in the late eighties and the nineties, won back-to-back Super Bowls with the Broncos. So this would be kind of a, a fun family affair there. Um, yep. I'm going to go with the Broncos overall here, but uh, I would love to see I would love to see the Niners get it done. Unfortunately, I just think Phillip Lindsay is going to be too much on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, Chubb and, um, and uh, uh, Von Miller are, are absolute machines. So I think they'll, they'll get it done. But I do think the loss of Emmanuel Sanders is – and Chris Harris Jr., are bigger than we're giving credit. So if the Niners pull an upset here, I'm going to, I'm going to be uh, upset myself. Just a, uh, a quick note, uh, Jamal Charles career average 5.4 yards. Okay. I was off. Sorry about that. Pretty, pretty still. you pretty, the, the point is made. He, he was impressive. Awesome. Thank you for, for clarifying that. Let's move on to the Los Angeles. Go Chargers. Go nine and three. The Chargers host the bungles five and seven. The wheels have fallen off the Bengals, and uh, the they have Joe Mixon left if he plays this weekend. Um, mm. Looks like uh, Melvin Gordon's probably going to sit out because they're, they'll handily beat the Bungles. Uh, the yeah. Chargers will. We're going to go trifecta for the Chargers. We don't need to spend too much time on this. We don't know if Melvin Gordon's going to play technically yet, but we don't think so. We don't know if uh, Joe Mixon's going to sit. We don't think so, but he might. This one's really up in the air. Um Nothing helps the Bengals, I guess, is what we're saying. A.J. Green's out. Dalton's out. The Chargers are on fire. They got the huge win versus Pittsburgh, of course. Do you guys have any comments about this game at all, or can we move on here? Uh, and Mel- Mel- Melvin Gordon's irrelevant. I, they could, Chargers could win this game with me as their running back. I mean, it's <laughs> – the, so the, 
Cincinnati, I expect this to be the most lopsided game of the week. Actually, the Cincinnati is just disgusting right now. The defense is atrocious. All their offensive players are hurt and or ineffective. Uh, Chargers by a lot. Fair yeah. enough. The uh, Bengals have lost four games in a row, and that's their longest losing streak since 2012. I think it'll extend to five in a row, unfortunately, for the Bungles. Let's move on to the Oakland Raiders hosting the Steelers coming off of a oopsies at home in primetime to uh, Phillip Rivers and the gang without Melvin Gordon, of course. Uh, the Raiders 2-10 and 10, battling the Niners for worst record in the NFL, so shout out to the Bay Area. And uh, the Steelers, 7-4-1, and one. trifecta here pretty easily for the Steelers. Anything to mention in this game, or shall we move on as well? Yeah, no, Steelers are easy pick. I, the only thing is, I told you, freaking like, – I don't know why they let Big Ben times a game. They become so – they have the best run offense, and they become so one-dimensional, and they throw it and throw it and throw it, and it's not that hard to defend. I mean, I understand they have so many weapons. Anywho, sorry, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know how the Steelers Curly's lost getting upset. that game, but no, uh, but uh, no Char- Chargers. No James. But, Conner, I, yeah, so. but that was at the end of the game, though. No, I'm saying, I'm saying sorry. this coming week. Uh, this right, 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 right. But uh, Jalen Samuels, he he looks like a, a little. He looks. It's interesting. He looks very a lot more similar to uh, Le'Veon Bell style than James Conner. James Conner is like a straight, you know, pound running back and just full speed ahead. Uh, and Jalen Samuels, he's a he's a pretty much a wide receiver if you look at his college yep. tape. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I don't know. I th- and I think James Conner needed a break. He. He hasn't been looking good the past couple of weeks. He looked a little better in this game, but uh, maybe it'll be a good little reset for uh, Connor, uh, for, you know, when come, hopefully come playoffs time. I, I will say the one thing I'll add, and of course I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Pittsburgh here, but uh, Pittsburgh is a funky team. I mean, they, they have a, they have a nasty habit of kind of playing down to their competition and, and making games yeah. that they should win easily, scarily close. Um, and, and Derek Carr is coming off of one of his best games of the season. The Steelers are really going to have to get after him, I think. Um, but ultimately, A, the Steelers are obviously talent-wise a gazillion times better, and they, they kind of have to win this game. I mean, this they is do actually have to a, win this game. It's a really big game for them. Uh, so I, I, think, I think given, the, given how competitive that team is and given the, you know, the people on it, I think they're going to come out and win. But, uh, but I, don't, I'm not, uh, I don't think this is going to be the blowout that, that I think a lot of people think Yep, fair enough. All right, let's move on to a very important game this week uh, in the NFC. The Cowboys coming off a huge win uh, versus the Saints last Thursday night football. The Eagles coming off a win against divisional rivals, the Redskins, on Monday night football. Um, the Cowboys are 7-5, and five, hosting the 6-6 six and six Eagles. Uh, we're going to go trifecta here on the Cowboys, but I'm actually surprised to see that. Um, I can give my stance quickly for the, for the Cowboys uh, just at watching – the Redskins are terrible, and the game was close. Uh, Zach Ertz is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is pretty good, and their defensive line for the Eagles is awesome. Other than that, the Eagles are not that good of a team right now. I hate to say it because we were born. What about Golden Tate? Eh, I mean, he caught a touchdown <laughs> on accident. No, I'm not feeling Golden he Tate. He did the worm and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, a sick, he's a sick dancer. But other than that, he got open. <laughs> Honestly, I was telling Daniel we were watching that game. That ball should have been picked. Like, the, mm. the defender kind of dove and, and missed it. You know, he tried to bat the ball down, but, you know, a foot the other way, and it's a – you know, like Charlie Conway says in uh, Mighty Ducks, you know, a foot the other way, you would have missed completely. So, feel good about it, I guess. But 
You know how it is. Anyway, uh, the Eagles are not that good of a team, in my opinion, and the Cowboys are feeling it right now. Dak is on fire. Zeke is unstoppable and absolutely blew up the Eagles last time they played. Amari Cooper's on fire. I, I, their defense is playing well. Leighton Vander Esch is unbelievable sitting in for uh, um, Sean Lee. Um, I just think the Cowboys get a big win at home and separate themselves in the NFC East. But if the Eagles happen to win this game on accident, they're all of a sudden tied in first place, and it could be getting interesting down the stretch here. You guys both picked the Cowboys, but I'm surprised that nobody went with the Eagles. So give me a quick couple thoughts on the Cowboys. I actually almost went with the Eagles because I, I don't know. I'm, I'm picking the Cowboys because they're playing at home again, and I, I just see that the dominating defense yeah. just continuing this week. Um, but I wouldn't see, be surprised if the Eagles snuck this one in because they are finally getting the ball rolling a little bit on offense. And the Cowboys might still be celebrating this huge win against Drew Brees last week. And they might, you know, they might be sleeping on the Eagles a little bit. Uh, and I hate Jerry Jones. So uh, that would be awesome to see the Eagles just spank the Cowboys in the Cowboys stadium. Um, but yeah, they're playing at home. So I, you have to go with the Cowboys on this one. Yeah. Big game uh, is going to, I think could very well decide the division. Uh, yeah. I think the Cowboys are just, are just ridiculous right now. I mean, the, Dak Prescott looks like he did his rookie uh, defense is playing out of its mind. Amari Cooper is making Jerry Jones look real good, which is unfortunate. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think the Eagles have won two in a row, but I mean, the wins were against a, some, at least somewhat tanking giants and a Redskins team that was uh, forced to play Mark Sanchez in a decent chunk of the game. Um, so we'll see how good they really are on Sunday. I think Dallas is the superior team right now. Uh, I think they win the Quick note on Zeke, he's averaged 158.7 scrimmage yards against the Eagles in his career. The Cowboys are 3-0 and against the Eagles when Zeke plays. So he has smashed on the Eagles. He's on fire right now. That offense looks really good, and uh, they are at home. I agree. This next one uh, is uh, less entertaining. <laughs> not, exactly, uh, not exactly a divisional burner. The uh, Cardinals coming off a huge win. In Lambeau Field last week, move up to three and nine. They're ahead of the Niners in the NFC West. That's right, folks. Uh, Cardinals are third place now. Three and nine, hosting the four and eight Lions. The Lions are one of the most pathetic franchises in the NFL currently. And Curly is going to go with the Cardinals. Technically, the Lions have a better record. I almost no, no. I, I'm, I'm picking the, I'm picking the Lions. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. You're picking the Lions, and I was, and the Lions have a better record technically than the Cardinals. But I almost want to call this your upset of the week. Would that be fair? No. <laughs> I think the Lions are favored. I, I haven't checked, but they've got to be favored in this one. I'm not sure they are. Actually. I don't think I, with I don't, Arizona with <laughs> at home. Arizona's playing a little better since. Uh, since the promotion of Byron West, uh, By- Byron Westbrook, Byron Leftwich, um, I, I don't know. I think uh, first of all, this is just a fun stat with this game. Last season, the Lions won nine games, and the Cardinals won eight games. With a month left in the season, they've combined for seven wins. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Arizona's coming off a big win, uh, kind of a confidence boosting victory against the Packers. Um, they're in Arizona for for starters. Um, I, I think I think Arizona guts this one out. I think Detroit looks real bad. Um, their their uh, their running game is sh- is garbage. Their uh, you know Matt Stafford is looking like a bad game manager quarterback. Um, uh, their defense is atrocious. So I think I think Arizona pulls this one out. 
Detroit is favored by three technically, but Oof, there you I, go. I'm just, uh, I'm ju- oh, dude, no, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel the same about both teams, so it's not, I don't know. I'm going to go with the Lions here, but just because of how they looked against the Rams last week, they kept that pretty close, and this, this Lions defense looked pretty darn good against the Rams team. And I think the, the Cardinals win against the Packers last week. I think that was more about the, the Packers collapsing completely more so than the Cardinals learning how to play football and, you know, learning how to be a good team. I just don't, I'm not sold. Uh, this Cardinals offense is ranked 32 out of 32 teams dead last. Um, I just don't think they decide. I, I don't think they learned how to be a good football team overnight. So um, I, I, I see Matt Patricia and this Lions defense shutting down the Cardinals offense. And, you know, Matt Stafford and the Lions, they have a little bit of weapons. Um, they got LeBlanc um, pounding Jesus the ball. Right. So they, <laughs> they have a little bit of weapons left. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I guess I'm going to go with the Lions here. Oh, is it my turn yet? Go ahead. <laughs> Matt Stafford. I think it is. The Lions, the Lions uh, are, are giving up three sacks per game on Matt Stafford, okay? He's sacked an average of three times per game. Horrendous. Worst of his career, for sure. Chandler Jones, who's the defensive end for the Cardinals, came over from the Patriots a few years ago. Since 2016, when Chandler Jones became onto the Arizona Cardinals, he, has, uh, he leads the NFL in sacks since 2016 with 40 and has uh, 55 tackles for loss. That alone, that matchup right there versus a beat-up Lions offensive line, Matt Stafford, who has no mobility in the pocket, although he's a quality pocket passer, um, I think is going to razzle-dazzle him. on Johnson's not going to play. Uh, LeGarrette, Schmagarrett, not feeling that. And uh, Theo Riddick is awesome, but he has to be a receiver or a running back. He's trying to play both, not going to get it done. I think that the uh, Cardinals are going to have a nice game. I think uh, um, David Johnson – can get back on track chase Edmonds let's not forget Curly I'm surprised you didn't mention the stardom of chase Edmonds who got two touchdowns last week and um Christian Kirk is out for the year but I just think uh Larry Fitz if uh if he's able to handle Darius Slay can get it done so I mean I guess the Lions are the better pick here but I'm gonna go with the Cardinals I just think they're a better team right now and them playing at home I think is a big deal so uh, at the end of next week I expect uh both these teams to be four and nine which, by the way, would get them up to eight total wins, which would be which would be nice. <laughs> Good team effort. <laughs> Let's move on. We got two games left, and we'll get into our fantasy uh, fantasy playoff speaking. Uh, we have the Rams eleven and one versus the Bears eight and four. This one is in Chicago. Um, Daniel, I noticed you had a, a last minute change of heart. We'll let you kick this one off. You're going with the Chi Town Bears. I am going with Chi Town Bears. Uh, this this may be against my better judgment, but uh, I'm not. I mean, some a lot of people, as I understand it, are kind of coming off the Bears bandwagon after losing to the Giants last week. But uh, you know, Trubisky is, I, I, I as I understand it, likely to play. Um, their mm-hmm. defense is is pretty crushing. I think uh, I think the Rams. Uh, obviously, I think I do think the Rams are the better team. This game is this game does not decide, in my opinion, who the better team is. I do think that the Rams are the better team, but they're playing in Chicago. Five of the Rams' seven wins uh, uh, have been the, uh, their last seven wins, excuse me, have been decided by five or fewer points. So the Rams are constantly in these sort of dogfight type of games. 
And I think the Bears' defense is going to just smother them. Um, and I think, uh, I think that ultimately uh, uh, with, with Trubisky back, their offensive full strength, uh, the defensive full strength with Camille, uh, Khalil Mack absolutely uh, ramming down Jared Goff's throat. Um, Kyle Fuller has a bunch of interceptions. I think that they put uh, enough pressure on this offense where they're able to get it done at home. Um, again, I, this would not shock me at all if, if I'm wrong here. The Rams, I do think, are the better team. But, uh, but in Chicago, with, with a, a full-strength Bears looking for blood, coming off kind of a frustrating loss, and with, uh, a start of, uh, with Trubisky back, I think, I think the Bears squeak it out in this one. Yeah, I, I think Trubisky is going to be rusty, though, so I'm picking the Rams. Um, uh, overall, we have the Rams offense ranked number two, and we have the Bears defense ranked number four. So this is going to be a great battle. This will be a really this is a pretty much a playoff game here. This will be great. Um, but yeah, like I said, Trubisky, he, he, he's he's still he's pretty much a rookie. He's going to he's going to be rusty. Um, so I just don't see this Bears offense putting up enough points. So it's going to be really, I don't know, it, it really comes down to you guys saying that you think that the Bears defense is going to really shut down this Rams offense. And I think, I think they're going to slow them down, but it's impossible to shut down this Rams offense. You can't, if you stop Gurley from running it, all you have to do is have him swing out to the side and throw it off to him. So you can throw it or run it with Gurley. And if either of those don't work, then, I mean, look how many wide receivers these guys have. And, and Goff, yeah, Goff has been a little shaky. He didn't look great last week. But Goff is still a playmaker. He's still a really good quarterback. Um, I just don't see the Bears' defense slowing this offense down enough, and I don't see Trubisky's offense putting up enough points to keeping up with the Rams. Yeah, a couple things here. Um, first of all, Jared Goff, I just want to make a quick note. Uh, now that I'm in the Bay Area here, I just it just dawned on me. Uh, Jared Goff actually went to our rival high school, uh, Marin Catholic, Catholic. Marin Catholic. Uh, we went to Novato High there for you Bay Area fans. Um, and he grew up, I think he grew up in uh, San Marin and then went to high school in Marin Catholic. I might be yeah. wrong there. Yeah, I yeah. think, I, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. There. You're right. So no, Novato, yeah. Novato native, which we are as well, and uh, went to our rival high school there a few years behind us. But nonetheless, uh, Novato and Marin Catholic, certainly big football rivals back in the day. Um, and to your point about Jared Goff, uh, he actually has the highest passer rating, 132.1 in primetime games since 2017. Yeah. And your boy Gurley already has as many scrimmage touchdowns, 19 in 12 games, as he did all of last season when he won the NFL uh, Offensive Player of the Year. So, of course, yeah. for the uh, Rams, but I'm going to actually pick the Bears as well. Listen to these defensive stats really quick. Aaron Donald in his career. 55.5, and a half sacks, 92 tackles for loss, 13 forced fumbles for Aaron Donald. Khalil Mack in his career, 49 and a half sacks, 75 tackles for loss, and 14 forced fumbles. So both of these guys are going to be incredible in this game. I agree that Mitch Trubisky is going to be rusty, but I think that this defense is going to show up. The Rams on the road have been struggling as of late. I know that Todd Gurley's a beast. I don't think he's – well, he hasn't played a defense as good as the Bears – um, I think that I love Josh Reynolds, but we saw last week how much he and Jared Goff are off on the, uh, are not on the same page. He was basically wide open on a crossing route for a touchdown, missed him. Yep. Uh, potentially Cooper cup would have made that play. Cooper cups out for the year. Uh, I just think they're going to be overall better. I think this is gonna be a cold game. 
in Chicago. There's going to be a grind, you know, a, a, a grinded out game. Uh, potentially Jordan Howard could actually have some significance in this game. I'm going to go out on a limb. This is maybe almost the upset of the week kind of pick, but I'm going to go with the Bears as well at home on Sunday night football. Let's move on to another potential playoff match, or at least two teams fighting for the last playoff seed here in the NFC. The final game on the slate, Monday night football. The 6-5-1 Minnesota Vikings travel into Seattle at 7-5. Trifecta here for Seattle, but I was actually kind of surprised uh, neither one of you think the Vikings are going to, uh, you know, be able to come away with it here. No. Yeah. And why is that? You seem you seem pretty sure about it, but I, this is actually a tough pick for me. I it wasn't really a tough pick for me. The Vikings have been up and down, and I, <laughs> I think I'm starting to think this Kirk Cousins contract is it the new Barry Zito Giants whoa, contract? Whoa. Are, we, are we talking whoa. Barry Zito here? <laughs> hey, he's a Radiohead fan. That's true. Barry Zito, uh, yeah, he, he, he can meditate and play the guitar and do yoga, but he throw the ball seventy four miles an hour. <laughs> what he cannot do is throw a fastball bigger than five miles an hour. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, that's a tough comparison, I must say. <laughs> so I, I think the, the Seahawks are on fire. Uh, I'm picking the Seahawks because of Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins. Russell Wilson is on fire, and he is the real deal, and Kirk Cousins is not yet. To your point, Curly, your boy Kirk Cousins is 0-6 in his career on Monday Night Football. He's yeah. just, he doesn't have it. He just doesn't, He has the skills. He has the, the physical talent. He just doesn't have that magical quality, Russell. Look, I mean, Russell, you can't explain Russell Wilson fourth quarter. He's just, he just gets it done no matter what it takes, and it's, he's a winner. I've got, I've got, yeah. to say, I've got to say, man, I've got. Sorry, Daniel, I'll let you go here in a second. Yeah, Curly, I've, I've got to, I've got to give you credit here. Uh, you've been repping kind of the throwing shame on Kirk Cousins, you know, for shit. It feels like six weeks. And when you, when you first started saying that, I was just kind of like, eh, like I get it, but like I don't really believe you. Since you said that, though, I've been watching much more cleanly, or sorry, clearly. Uh, how he directs the team, how he plays in close games, how he plays in competitive matchups, when he plays from behind. Um, him and Thielen seem to be off now. Diggs is kind of hurt. Dalvin Cook is not himself quite yet. I have to agree with you, dude. I totally yeah. agree with you that he's just—he's not that upper echelon quarterback that uh, everybody thought he was going to be coming over with all these weapons uh, in Minnesota. So I just, you know, good call there. I think uh, – Kind of caught me by surprise, but I have to agree with you now. Um, sorry, Daniel, go, go ahead and uh, make yeah, no, I mean, I, ultimately, I think, I think you know, Russell Wilson's touchdown luck does have to, to start regressing a little bit. Uh, I hope that does doesn't happen. He does this every year. I know he <laughs> does, like, I mean, he is. He, he keeps, I mean, Russell Wilson keeps on being Russell Wilson. Uh, he's now aided by a running game that just sort of grinds their opponents into the ground. I, I think, I honestly think that the Seahawks are, are one of the most fearsome, they're not the by, by, by no means are they the best team in the NFC, but I think they're in some sense one of the most fearsome teams in the NFC right now, especially and playing in Seattle. I've been to that stadium. I've seen those games. It is hard to play football in Seattle. Um, this, this team uh, has been a, a incredible surprise in the 2018 season. Um, their defense has actually been surprisingly good. I think people thought they were going to be something of a disaster, um, but they've really actually uh, surpassed expectations and they look fairly formidable. Um, one thing that I think is notable about their, and I've just, I've had to read about this because honestly, I'm not, I don't know enough about offensive line to be honest, but, uh, but just reading about their offensive line coach, Mike Solari, who has 
supposedly just completely revamped um, the, the success of their offensive line. They've, they're giving Russell Wilson a million years back there to do what he does. Uh, and they've allowed their running game to excel, despite the fact that they don't have, uh, you know, Burley or Gordon or Ezekiel Elliott. Um, and, and I just think they're an extremely formidable force right now, especially at home. And the Vikings got completely outclassed in New England last week. Um, they they are, are looking increasingly poor. Um, uh, you're, I agree with pretty much everything that was said about Kirk Cousins. Um, I'm not convinced that the running game is going to be able to make up for it. Um, I do like their defense, but, uh, but ultimately I think Seattle at home is just a, it's a tough assignment for, for anybody, let alone uh, Minnesota, who's looking shaky at best right now. I agree with you, man. I think you guys said everything that I need to say. I'm going to go with the Seahawks as well here for pretty much all the reasons you guys have mentioned. I just want to make a quick note. The top receivers, so the top single receiver on each team, Adam Thielen for the Vikings and Tyler Lockett, uh, statistics-wise, um, on the Seahawks, both receivers have nine touchdowns, okay? Both have nine touchdowns. Adam Thielen has 98 receptions on the year, all right, in the tops. Can you guys just give a quick number? How many receptions total do you think Tyler Lockett has? He has nine touchdowns, same as Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen has 98 receptions. How many rece- receptions does uh, Tyler Lockett have? Forty-nine. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna get. I'm gonna go ahead and say, uh, I was gonna guess fifty actually, but I'll do something a little different. I'll say forty-two. Forty-four. Nice. Way, wow. Way to go, guys. That's. I, I did not think you would come even close to guessing that low. No, I mean, I've seen, I've seen his lines because I, I check their stats every game because I'm trying to figure out what the likes of Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin are doing. <laughs> And I see Tyler Lockett at catching like one pass for a touchdown every game. And it's, uh, you know, and that's kind of what he does or two passes. But, well, I, uh, yeah. Speaking, speaking of efficiency, Russell Wilson has six more touchdowns than Kirk cousins and has 143 less completions. <laughs> Just unbelievable, man. These guys are on fire. I, I, I talked enough shit on Russell Wilson as long as I possibly could. I'm just not able to do it anymore. So I will throw in the towel. I'm going to go with the Seahawks at home as well uh, on Monday night football. Um, We have some questions of the week and then let's get into our uh, fantasy playoffs really quick. And we will skate for the week Um, question of the week. We have four of them. They're all receiver questions uh, with the exception of one, which I'll get into in a second. Uh, The questions were more fantasy. Of course, we always do PPR here on the podcast, full PPR. More fantasy points overall, Michael Thomas or Mike Evans, same game. Curly, you went with Mike Evans. Yeah, I'm going to pick Mike here. Get it? Yeah. Get it, Mike. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm going with Evans because Michael Thomas, he, he sat out of practice uh, Wednesday with an ankle injury, and Deshaun Jackson might not play for the Tampa Bay Bucks. He might anymore. be done for the year. He might not play, be playing with them anymore. So I think because of injuries, I think Evans is uh, the better pick here. I th- I'm going to go with Michael Thomas. I think I think the the Deshaun Jackson thing might benefit Godwin and or Humphreys more than more than it's going to really change Evans's outlook. But uh, I think Michael Thomas. I mean, yeah, of course, obviously, if he doesn't play, then this is a no-brainer. But I think Michael Thomas is going to play. I think he's going to be fine, and I think he's going to absolutely torch them. Okay, I'm also going to go Michael Thomas. I think the uh, the ultimately the Saints are going to come out firing, and I think they're 
their offense is much better than the Bucks defense. I think they have a nice get right game. And I think uh, Michael Thomas will get fired up here. And Marshawn Lattimore, I think, is going to shut down Mike Evans. Moving on, we had Julio Jones and Devontae Adams. We all went with Devontae Adams here. Is this just uh, Julio Devontae being on the road? Beast. Devontae is a beast. Holy shit. I mean, I think – so really quick, not to jump too far ahead into next year. I'm starting to think really quickly. I mean, is Devontae Adams a top yeah. five receiver next year in the draft? It depends. I mean, it depends who the new coach is and the new you've got new you've got scheme. But yeah, why not? I mean, you've got Julio, you got AB, you got Hopkins, you've got Michael Thomas, you've got Keenan Allen, you've got o- uh, Odell Beckham. Uh, am I missing somebody up that high? Thielen or Diggs potentially? Um, Tyreek Hill. Holy shit. I agree with you. I don't know that I'm going to say that he's a top. We'll have rankings next year, but Devontae Adams is, is an animal. And what Daniel and I were looking at last night, what's he have 11 touchdowns this year? Two, four. Yeah, five, I think so. Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. Yeah. Damn. And Julio has. And it's crazy. Three. I mean, look how bad the Packers are. I mean, can you imagine Devontae's numbers if the Packers were killing it right now? So, so he oh, might yeah. have more of an upside next year. Crazy. Damn. Damn. Okay, cool. Let's uh, let's move on. This one was kind of interesting because the Eagles just don't have a receiver to compete with uh, really anybody as far as a who who's better. Uh, so I went with Zach Ertz, tight end, of course. Zach Ertz or Amari Cooper, uh, total fantasy points. And we all went with Zach Ertz. Uh, I thought this one was kind of surprising as well. Uh, not surprising because Zach Ertz is an absolute animal. He's already got the franchise record for the Eagles' receptions in a season. But I thought it was surprising because Amari Cooper – has been playing out of his mind recently, torched the Eagles last time they played, and uh, this Eagles secondary is beat up. But you guys agree with me. It's, it's a Zach Ertz all the way. Yeah, the, the Seahawks are such a, a run heavy. They're like the most run-heavy team, so I don't, I don't imagine that their wide receivers can now score Diggs and Thielen. No. Uh, uh, wait, we're talking – wait, wait, wait. We're talking about oh, Philly and <laughs> Did I jump Dallas, ahead? right? My bad, my bad. Yes. <laughs> I want to make sure. I want to make sure I didn't. <laughs> yeah, uh, Ertz, Ertz. Yeah, he's just a beast. He puts up about 150 receiving yards every game. And um, uh, with Amari Cooper, I, I mean, yeah, with Zeke on the field, it's hard to say that Amari Cooper can put a huge game. Um, I think Zeke is going to have the huge game there for the Cowboys. So I'm going to go with Ertz. Yeah, and I think I think uh, with Dallas's defense, I think uh, I get the sense that um, the 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 Philly running game is going to be particularly stifled. Um, I was going to in, in uh, I'll talk about you know Josh Adams. I think I don't expect to have him to Tim have to very have a very good week, but I think that their passing game, in particular Zach Ertz, uh, should continue to sort of function as as usual. Uh, uh, he'll get a lot of targets. He'll get a ton of reception. Uh, so yeah, Ertz definitely all the way. Okay, fair enough. I, I totally agree. I just think I think Zach Ertz is too much, too much of an animal. He's on fire, and of course, he's chasing Jason Witten and all of his records, uh, the reception records. So I just think he's gonna have a monster game in Dallas. Uh, next, uh, last one was the combination of Diggs and Thielen on Monday Night Football. Both receivers combined: Diggs and Thielen, or Baldwin, Lockett, and more for the Seahawks. Uh, looks like I'm the odd man out here, and I'm not surprised. Uh, my only my only thing was Thielen has been struggling a little bit. Diggs is somewhat injured. Uh, I made a mention last week that Diggs, when he's on the um, 
when he's on the injury report, either questionable, probable, doubtful, whatever, but he plays, his numbers are significantly mm-hmm. dampened. Um, and we saw last week, uh, he, 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 uh, did not do very much four for 60, which is, you know, decent, but not for digs. And I think that Baldwin Lockett and more are able to get free. Uh, they torched the Niners. I know the Niners are the Niners, but Russell Wilson's out of his mind. We just talked about at length about the Seahawks offense. I think the combination of those three guys, uh, will be able to, uh, outpace the, um, uh, uh, Diggs and uh, Thielen there, so I'll be the odd man out. But both you guys are Diggs and Thielen. I'm not. I'm not surprised. Any any particular comments on this before we get to our fantasy lineups, or it's just pretty obvious. pretty obvious. Yeah, I think I think ultimately Russell will, uh, the, the Seahawks offense is firing off cylinders, but not in the in the fantasy sense for all their receivers. I mean, the, the ball's getting spread around quite a bit. Um, so so I I would have to go Diggs and Thielen uh, fantasy wise. Is this the what can you do i mean there's nothing you can do you can't do anything there's nothing we can't do we couldn't throw we throw in interceptions it just man it we just got our totally kicked we couldn't do diddly poo offensively we couldn't make a first down we couldn't run the ball we didn't try to run the ball we couldn't complete a pass this team is going to the playoffs playoffs don't talk about playoffs you kidding me playoffs i just hope we can win a game another game the bears are who we thought they were that's why we took the damn field now if you want to crown them then crown their but they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Let's go with the what did I say? League of record or the A league of record? Um, listening league of league. record first. You said I believe. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Um, thankfully, I, I was able to get myself uh, undefeated through the season, thirteen and zero. Um, so I'm actually going to have a bye this week, so we can skip over me. Uh, Daniel, you want to take this one away and? Yep, I'll go ahead and start it off. First of all, I'll just recap last week. Unfortunately, I took I took it on the chin a little bit to Ryan Shirer. Uh, I put up a pretty good week of 178 points. Shirer, unfortunately, had 202, uh, thanks to the heroics of pretty much everybody on his roster, to be honest, particularly <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Jared Cook, too much to, to deal with. So, uh, so I took it on the chin. Yet, backed into the playoffs, thanks to Brad uh, losing, was really actually the only reason why I made it in, to be perfectly honest. Um, so, so it worked out for me. Um, I am going up against Todd Banta, uh, who just got some unfortunate news with Emmanuel Sanders. Um, so hopefully that, that gives me a little bit better of a chance. This is going to be an interesting matchup actually. As of right now, I'm going to be throwing out James Winston at QB, uh, Tariq Cohen, Gus Edwards at the running backs uh, positions. Uh, T.Y. Uh, T. Hilton, DJ Moore at the receiver, Rob Gronkowski, uh, at tight end, uh, as of right now, Larry Fitzgerald, James White at the flex, although considering plugging in Godwin for Fitzgerald. Um, Seahawks D against Minnesota and Harrison Butker at the kicker slot. TB uh, is going to have to update his lineup a little bit. Right now he has Emmanuel Sanders in there. Um, let me actually pull his team up a little bit. Uh, 
full roster up, and I think that might give me. He's got Dalvin Cook, Corey. I mean, he's got yeah. plenty of options. <laughs> yeah, he's got plenty of options. He's got a deep, his team's deep as hell. Um, so he's gonna have. I'm gonna have a tough time in this one. He's throwing out right now. Kirk Cousins, at quarterback. Mark Ingram, uh, Nick Chubb at running back. Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen at receiver. Vance McDonald uh, at tight end. Right now, his flex is Sony Michelle, and I'm guessing it's gonna be. One of either Dalvin Cook or Corey Davis or Tyler Boyd, actually. He could really, really go with any of those guys. Um, Rams D and uh, Kaimi Fairburn at the kicker slot. And let's not sleep on Kaimi Fairburn. I've been doing my research here. <laughs> Kaimi Fairburn, I think it's about 12. Hey, hey, tell, tell, hey tell, me, tell me kickers don't matter in two seconds. Kaimi Fairburn, last four games, 10, 12, 15, 24 points. My man is killing it. Shout out to Kaimi Fairbairn. <laughs> anyway, okay, sorry. Not as, not as important, potentially. Um, okay, well, good luck, uh, Daniel, to you, of course. And, uh, Curly, let's move on to your match. Sure, so, yeah, this team finished up 7-6 and six, uh, with the most points scored uh, out of all 12 teams this season. I'm going to order myself a little trophy or something, probably. Although, it looked like our league gave Sky a trophy for most points scored, so I'm kind of confused there. Um, yeah, well, I, I set I set all the league settings and stuff. So Did like, you just, I just give yourself I trophies. I took myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just figured I, I earned something at least. You know what I mean? Oh, I want a trophy. <laughs> so, um... I think we can we get participation <laughs> trophies. Like, yeah, yeah. The top ten out of twelve get a participation trophy. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so I'm, exi- I'm I'm exhilarated because my I have my teams have just stunk the past handful of years. I've been pretty terrible at fantasy football, um, especially being in grad school and stuff. Um, but yeah, I did so. I did a ton of uh, research and homework this summer, so I tried pretty darn hard this year. And my goal was just to get into the playoffs. I didn't really care what the record and all that stuff was. Wow! So, so I, I snuck into the playoffs. So I'm pretty satisfied uh, so far. Uh, though it looks like I have a really tough matchup uh, here against Shire, uh, the, the team Daniel just played. Patrick Mahomes, Todd Gurley, Jalen Samuels. Welcome to the team. Ugh. Uh, Devontae Adams and Golden Tate. I have to play Golden Tate. This team has gone through quite a bit of injuries the past couple of weeks, too. Um, Ian Thomas in at tight end instead of Cameron Bray. I'd, I'd like to pick your guys' brain on that one. I think Cameron Bray, I'm about Cameron it. Bray has a really bad matchup, yeah. and he's, he's had three receptions, three receptions, three receptions past three weeks. So I do not think it's a good play to put Cameron Bray in there. So Dude, I like it. All right. You guys like have it. thumbs up on Ian Thomas. Sounds good. Um, I don't have I don't have thumbs too. up on Sammy Watkins. So I only have Sammy Watkins in there right now because of the points projections, and I like to flex a little bit uh, and have a, a big projected total. Um, and Sammy Watkins is projected at twelve. So for Sammy Watkins, I'm thinking of putting in Zay Jones or or uh, Pettis. Um, so Pettis, Daniel. Uh, I say Zay Jones. Oh boy, I gotta be honest. I think I, I, I think I don't I don't buy Pettis against Denver. Right. Um, I think I think Zay Jones, Zay Jones against New York, uh, the New York Football Jets seems like a, a, a niftier matchup for me. I, I don't. I mean, I think both of them are are deep league flyers. Right. To be honest, Obviously. I mean they're they're, kind of, you know, they're, they're boomer bust. They're the, the definition of boomer bust. But uh, but if I had to go with yeah, and would either of you play Sammy Watkins if he is cleared and he's playing over those two guys? No, he's 
No, he's the seventh option on his own team, and he's playing Baltimore. Daniel? I got to go with – I think if you're taking any of those guys, I'm taking Zay. Zay. If, cool. Yeah, I think, I think I'm leaning Zay Jones. With Goodwin coming back, I think Pettis and Pettis against the Broncos, I think, um, I think it's a little tougher matchup. Um, Zay Jones, I think what uh, Kelvin Benjamin was just showing the door. So, so Zay Jones is the new number. <laughs> Kelvin, that that was a joke. I, I remember a story like I don't know the first few weeks of the the season. I remember a story of like one of the quarterbacks asking Kelvin if he wanted to warm up before the well, game, and Kelvin just like no, nah, no. Nah, dude, dude, the whole the whole I mean, multiple reasons he was released, but it was I mean, Daniel read it to me last night. The whole thing is like. He did that shit all year. What a what a clown! Like, why like, would you? Like, why are you? You're you're getting paid millions of dollars to play a game. What a clown! Daniel, what did you say? Daniel, what did you say? The report was. I don't I don't remember verbatim, but you you read me something like like he was surprised Curly, to get target. Yeah, so so Curly was right about about the issue of warming up prior to the game with the quarterback, and then and then last week he got it. He caught a pass. And uh, and he was he was visibly surprised on the field that he got targeted, which is kind of weird for you know a wide receiver. What a clown! Um, so so obviously this dude is a he's a he's a one the the, the thing the, the description that I read I can't take credit for this, which is great, but um, he was a one trick pony who can't even do that one trick anymore, and uh, and he's just he has, his attitude sucks and he's gone, man. He didn't even get claimed on waivers. He's a he's a piece. So of shit. um so yeah, I think I think Zay Jones might be a, actually a really good play this week with all that, like I just said, Goodwin in and Kelvin <sighs> Benjamin out. But it's hard. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research. It'll be it'll be a balance up until Sunday. So anywho, so probably Zay Jones or Pettis in the flex along with Jeff Wilson Jr. Baby. Um, and then I got the uh, Steelers defense going up against Oakland, who I picked up last week, and I stashed on the bench. And I just picked up Mike Bagley from the Chargers in Cincinnati. Uh, like I said, I have a really tough matchup this week. I'm playing against Shy um, Shy Mamba. Uh, he's got Roethlisberger. He's got Zeke. He's got Christian McCaffrey. Um, hurting on wide receivers with Josh Gordon and Cortland Sutton a bit, although Sutton gets a boost now, possibly. Uh, Jared Cook at tight end, Austin Eckler and Bruce Ellington in the flex, and Texans defense and Ryan Suckup on Titans kicker. Oof. It's gonna be this is gonna be a, a, a high scoring battle. Man, my goodness. Well, good luck. To, good luck to both of you. Um, hopefully, I'm 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 catching you guys in the playoffs, and hopefully, you can move on to next week. Good luck. Let's move over to the listener league. And um, unfortunately, uh, Curly came up a little bit short in the listener league um, and missed no the playoffs. Um, we, we won't go too, go won't go too into it. It's it's lame. It sucks, and uh, you know we're bummed um, that you're out at this point. But uh, Daniel, why don't you go first? <laughs> Daniel, why don't you go first in your matchup? Um, neither one of us caught a buy in this one. Uh, our our buddy Missick, who's been kicking everyone's ass this year. Got the top seed. He's got a buy, and our good childhood buddy Paul Borowski got the second uh, seed. So Daniel and I are going to be battling our opponents and Curly. Daniel, I'll let you go first. All right, all right. So uh, first, last week um, I beat AJ Statzer one fifty one to one seventeen 
on the heels of a, uh, a brilliant Russell Wilson performance, Antonio Brown having a big game as well. Uh, this week I got, uh, let's see, we got Tony Deruda, uh, America to be, uh, to be exact, uh, who as much, I will say as much as I complain about all the injuries that I've had and, and stuff I've had going on in the league of record with Melvin Gordon and Jack Doyle and Gronk at various points to I Hilton, that goes about tenfold for this poor guy who I'm playing this week, who has, he had Kareem Hunt, who's now not on his roster anymore. Melvin Gordon, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, who else is on it? T.Y. Hilton nursing some stuff. So he is, he is hurting. Uh, so nevertheless, uh, you know, he can't take anything for granted in the playoffs. He could come through with a big week nonetheless. I'll be throwing out uh, Russell Wilson at quarterback, Joe Mixon and Gus Edwards at running back, uh, Antonio Brown, Devontae Adams at receiver, George Kittle at tight end, Kenny Galladay and Jalen Samuels at the flex, uh, Cowboys D and uh, Mason Crosby at the kicker. Uh, America is throwing out Philip Rivers at quarterback, Tevin Coleman and TJ Yeldon at running back. Uh, as of right now, at least T.Y. Hilton and Dontrell Inman at wide receiver. Uh, Chris Herndon at tight end, Amari Cooper and Tyrell Williams at the flex, Rams D and uh, Sebastian Janikowski at the kicker spot. There you go. All right. And my team uh, lost to uh, Missick, Drew Missick, who we hear on the Thursday DFS podcast. He was able to get the number one seed. I lost to him last week uh, pretty handily by almost 50 points. Uh, his team is absurd. So we'll see if any of us can get by him eventually. But I'm uh, the four seed. Uh, Daniel is the three seed. Um, so I'll be facing Jonathan Rifkind who beat me just a couple weeks ago. I'm hoping to seek some revenge this week. Uh, hopefully I can get by him and move on. Um, I'm rocking uh, Drew Brees, Nick Chubb. Um, I, I'm playing Justin Jackson this week. I'm going to come back to this in a second and ask you guys' opinion. I'm going to go with Justin Jackson at uh, my second running back. I've got Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Odo Beckham, and Mike Evans as my receivers. Vance McDonald versus Oakland. I like that matchup. Broncos defense against the Niners and uh, Brandon McManus against the Niners is the kicker as well. Um, that might get swapped out. I, I always kind of wait till the end of the week for my defense and kicker streams just in case something happens. There's a matchup, weather, indoor, outdoor, whatever. Shit changes on that. So we'll see. Going back really quick to Justin Jackson, I had Carrion Johnson in that slot. Of course, if he played against Arizona, he'd be amazing. Don't think he's going to play this week. My next option, my next option is Spencer Ware. Uh, fell in the end zone last week, but didn't quite fill in for Kareem Hunt. Uh, they just signed Sharkandrick West back onto the Chiefs. They're playing Baltimore. Hate the matchup. Justin Jackson looked amazing last week. They're playing the Bungles, who are horrible. Justin Jackson or Spencer Ware, what do you guys think? Man. Justin Jackson, if you don't – yeah, if you don't need a huge boom, if you just need like 10 to 15, Justin Jackson – um, if you're looking at zero to 20 something points, Spencer Ware. Well, I don't like that. I don't, yeah, I don't Spencer like that. Ware I don't is, like that. I want, I want a floor of 10. Yeah. I don't like Spencer Ware this week. I don't, yeah, I'm not crazy about Spencer Ware, but I don't know. He could get a bunch of, um, dump off passes, a bunch of screen passes too. This is, it's, it's hard to say. This is so tough for me. Cause I always, I always go on the, on the belief that I think volume is King. I think Spencer Ware is a better bet to, to, for touches. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I do like Justin Jackson against the, the Bungles. So I don't know. That's tricky. If, if it were me, I would probably say Spencer Ware because I do like volume even against, even in a difficult matchup. Uh, but 
but I, I would not at all blame you for going Justin Jackson. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. We'll see what happens. I've got Justin Jackson in right now, but we shall see. Moving on to Jonathan's team. He's got Big Ben, Saquon Barkley, Tariq Cohen, Devin Funches, Bruce Ellington, Zach Ertz, Kenyon Drake, Mike Williams, Seahawks defense, and Adam Vinatieri. An interesting fun fact of this game, uh, Rifkin and I actually made a couple trades a few weeks ago. We version of Nick Chubb um, and Mike Evans. I was able uh, – I, I got Nick Chubb, Mike Evans, and Vance McDonald from him. He got uh, Zach Ertz. Uh, Mike Williams and Keelan Cole from me uh, a few weeks ago. So we'll see who comes out on top and can move forward. So good luck to both of you uh, in the uh, league of record and um, good luck, uh, Daniel in the listener league and Curly fucking be nasty, bro. I got your back. I got your back. (laughs) Run it, run it all the way out, man. And uh, good luck. And uh, we'll check in with you guys next week. Tune in tomorrow for some last-minute news and notes from Daniel before we set your playoff lineups. Remember to email your start-sit questions quickly to our email address, tckpod at gmail.com, or DM us on Instagram. Probably a quicker response there at the Candlestick Kids with the hashtag tckpod. And as always, make sure to follow our IG stories throughout the weekend for game day updates. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck in week 14. Get that playoff win. Good luck, everybody. For Daniel Sancato and Ryan Curlypara, I'm Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.